Star Wars meets Platoon. Fearless Fred presents Mud 79, a fan-made Star Wars story like you've never heard before. At 17, Solomon Kwai joins the Imperial Army, becoming part of the Galactic War Machine. But will he survive? Get down! Lead the way and list today. Fearless Fred presents Mud 79, a fan-made Star Wars story. Available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Welcome back to the Capes and Tights podcast right here on capesandtights.com. I'm your wonderful host, Justin Soderberg. Today, we welcome back Daniel Krauss, New York Times bestselling author of The Living Dead, The Shape of Water, Troll Hunters, Rotters, and so much more. But for this episode, we specifically talk about his newest, latest novel, Whalefall, coming out on August 8th, 2023 at MTV Books, a Simon & Schuster imprint. We're so excited for this episode because we talked the book, the release, all that stuff, as well as our collaboration, the brewery I work for, Orono Brewing Company, and Daniel put together Whalefall IPA that will be released here in Maine in August to celebrate the release of Whalefall, the novel. So check that out. You can go to Orno Brewing Company on Instagram for more information about that, or you can hit up our Instagram, Capes and Tights Podcast, over on Instagram as well. But before we get started here, make sure you follow us on all those social medias and, and, and out there, as well as we're on all the new stuff too, so check all that out as well. Um, but yeah, Whalefall comes out August 8th in bookstores everywhere. It's The Martian meets 127 hours in this smart, surreal, and powerful humane thriller about a scuba diver who has been swallowed by an 80-foot, 60-ton sperm whale and has one hour to escape before the oxygen runs out. So check out this episode with Daniel Krauss, New York Times bestselling author and comic book writer. Enjoy. Welcome back to the podcast, Daniel Krauss. How are you? Oh, I'm doing just fine. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. It's uh, it's I I have an off home office, and it's nice and cool and yeah, cool in here. But like, I went out to the other room, and my air conditioner wasn't on, and it was 83 degrees in my, my yeah. living room. I was like, oh god, this is not nice. <laughs> no, but, I just got an email that was like a weather warning for our area for this week. So that's never good. No, not at all, not at all. Um, but we're not here to talk about the weather. We're here to talk about some whales, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> just whales, not the book, nothing. We're just going to talk about whales today. <laughs> <laughs> what I do these days. Exactly. I mean, I, so you've been on before. We talked a little bit about comic books, we talked to Trojan uh, and stuff like that. And obviously, and actually, because of the timing of all this and stuff like that, our book club is going to read Trojan uh, next, the month of August oh, cool. uh, for our, our book club at my local comic book shop. But we had originally planned to read something else and we shifted it. Uh, so that we could read Trojan in the month that Whalefall was released, and so that right. when you're up in the area, people can, uh, you know, maybe get a trade paperback signed or something like that That's from perfect. you. Great. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think uh, Cullen Bunn took the hit because I think it was going to be a legacy of violence. So you know, well, <laughs> you beat I, out Cullen Bunn on that one. <laughs> finally. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's already he beats out every other number of comic books that are being released. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we're here to talk about Whalefall mostly. And so I wanted to jump right into it. I mean, so how did the idea behind Whalefall come about in the first place? Like, how did this become a novel uh, in, in the first place? Well, it's really one of those um, things that came from uh, a, a casual conversation. Um, I was hanging out with some friends in December 2020, and they had both seen uh, a viral video of a couple of kayakers who end up in the mouth of a whale. The, the whale kind of breaches right beside them and kind of smashes down on him, them and they're, and they're, they're okay. <laughs> uh, but I hadn't seen this video. Um, and I think maybe because I hadn't seen it and I just had my imagination to go on, uh, it really kind of, the idea of it creeped me out. And very quickly, like within like a couple of minutes, I was wondering to myself if anyone has ever written a story about being swallowed and taking it seriously mm -hmm. in a scientific way, not taking it metaphorically like Jonah mm -hmm. or in a, in a sort of absurd way, like Pinocchio. Um, and there's a, there's a few other examples out there of people dealing with this topic, but in a very exaggerated or, or silly way. And I was wondering if you could take it super seriously. Mm -hmm. uh, 
So the, I thought about it all night. And the next morning when I woke up, I got on the internet and just tried to convince myself that no one had done it before. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's such a, it's such a concept that goes so far back in our human history as being something that we're interested in and obsessed with that I thought it was impossible that I was the first one to think of it, but I, I, I think I am or the, or the first one to like take it on because yeah. it wasn't, it's not easy. Uh, so once I felt confident that I was the first one to think about it, then the quest was, the question was, is it possible? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had no idea. I had no idea if it was <laughs> just complete realm of fantasy. Uh, so the, the shorter version is that that day I began to contact whale scientists. Mm-hmm. Um, and right away I got from the first scientist I talked to, I got the answer that yes, it was possible if it was a sperm whale. Mm-hmm. Most whales have these little tiny throats that could never swallow, even get close to swallowing a human. Sperm whales are different uh, than most whales in every way. And one of them is they have a big throat because they eat these giant squids. Mm-hmm just constantly uh and you know he said if it was the right kind of this whale and the right you know a slender enough diver that it was theoretically possible and that's all i needed um that was my opening so to speak and then i just started talking to other scientists and sort of collecting this team of experts that could start teaching me about the inside of a whale Mm -hmm. and what what was in there what was possible you know, I was going from really knowing absolutely nothing about whales or diving and having to kind of master both. So now you're a master at both. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I'm going too far. I'm certainly not a master diver. I'm not a scientist. But as far as a layman goes, yeah, I would say I'm a, a layman master. I feel like if I was on a boat in the ocean and I had a question, I could probably text you and say, is this correct? And you'd probably be like, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> Yeah, but so, so for, I can field most layman questions. Yes. I mean, it's funny how you mentioned the Pinocchio thing, too, because I was trying to explain it to some people at work. You know, you should read this book and so on and so forth. I had just finished it. And I was like, yeah, you get swallowed by a whale, but not like the Pinocchio way where like he's not like lighting a fire in the stomach of a whale and like toasting marshmallows yeah. trying to survive. And like there's yeah. like a house over in the corner and all that stuff, like not that kind of swallowing, like legitimately. And it obviously I, could, I probably get the sense of this, but like it must have been important to you to make it it's fiction, but like to make it realism, like to that, that's part yeah. of the horror of it all. The thriller of it all is the fact that it could happen to you yeah. if you went diving. Yeah. I mean, that's, that was, if it wasn't possible in every way, I wouldn't have written it. Like mm-hmm. I, I was interested in writing something that was a hundred percent scientifically accurate. And there were things I, ideas I had and things I wanted to do in the book that I couldn't because the the expert said, no, impossible, couldn't happen. So I always had to keep to the science. Mm -hmm. And that was a really interesting, cool challenge, you know, because part of what makes it scary is me assuring you that it's all possible. That's some of the horror movies or horror books out there that I, that I like the most is the idea that it's like, it's possible with, it could be it's fully possible or fully possible with one slight change that makes it not realistic. And and that's the sense of some horror movies where like at the end of the movie, you're like, this could have been a documentary about what happened yeah. in real life or so on and so forth. And then we mentioned about the whole Cullen Bunn thing. It's like a legacy of violence is one of his latest comic books uh, over over at was it Mad Cave, I believe. And they have that comic book is like one of those things. It's, it's a horror comic book without a supernatural element yeah. to it. Like it's just like. It's, this could happen. You could go, you could travel and actually have this, what happens in this book happen. And that's what I got the feel of, of, of reading uh whale fall. The other part about it is it's not just about being swallowed by a whale. There's other elements, obviously that go into it. There's family dynamics and mourning and all that stuff that has it to go on with it as well. And so you've obviously had to try, try to weave those in and that back and forth in the chapters. Sometimes you're like, it's the air pressure. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. the date, the year. And I love that breaking up about it too. What made you decide to do the air pressure as the, as like the breaks in the chapters? Well, I knew I, I knew it probably needed a flashback structure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I'd be kind of going back and forth a lot. Uh, and, you know, when you're, you don't think about it maybe so much when you're reading, but when you're writing, you have to have, Format is so important. Like I've had books entirely rescued by reformatting them. 
like the, the books that didn't make sense until I realized, oh no, this should be a section and that should have two subsections. And that, that stuff has a lot more mm-hmm. uh, play and influence on a book than you might think. And in this one, I was like, okay, I want to go back and forth quickly. What's the best way to, to headline these chapters? And I was just thought, well, he's losing air, right? So let's just, mm-hmm. let's just talk about how, how much air he has. Uh, and every time we go back to him, you'll see the numbers getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And then on the alternate chapters, I just have a year, mm-hmm. you know, because the, the flashbacks are all over the place. Uh, it's not like it's the, the flashbacks aren't chronological at all, because the idea is that he's, you know, he's in this very dire situation and his mind is spinning and his thoughts are all over the place. So you'll get a flashback to when he's six years old and the next one, he'll be 15. Um, so it's the one of the big challenges of the book was doing that and making it feel cohesive and not confusing because the flashbacks are jumping all over the place. But, but it makes sense. It's, it's he's in a situation where it reminds him of something else that he thought about or, or something that he didn't do or something that could help him get out of the situation he's in. And that is a perfect thing. The air pressure thing also just adds another another element of thrillerness to it or, or, or yep. eeriness to it. The fact that one of the things that a lot of us would not want to do is drown and have the, the ability not to be able to get out of a water situation and knowing that like if this air runs out, you are going to drown is it's a scary part of an element that builds suspense slowly, obviously over the, the number of pages in the book, but like it ha- it's there. It's another element of if it was just chapter one through three or whatever, it wouldn't be as, yeah. as tense and, and suspenseful. Totally. Totally. And there's this sense of every time you get a flashback, it's almost like a, a gasp of air between yeah. the air going down. And, you know, I, I hadn't thought about this till just now, but my third book was a book called Scowler. And in the middle of the book, there's a there's a big cataclysmic event um, that you don't know about going into. Mm-hmm. But all the chapters say, you know, two hours till impact, an hour, 41 minutes till impact. And they, they count down to this thing in the middle of the book. And I always thought that worked really well because you just you don't have any idea what this thing is that's going to happen. You just know it's getting closer. Mm-hmm. It, it's the other part I liked about those chapters is that there's there's some you had some fun with it. Like there's no steadfast rule about how long a chapter has to be or a segment has to yeah. be. There's like pages that have one sentence, a word, mm-hmm. uh, and then it just goes to the next page. And then to me, being someone who reads some more graphic novels and comic books and not a huge novel reader, I mean, I, I read certain, like my wife and I went to, uh, you know, books a million the other night and she was actually like finding books that she you know wanted i was looking to see i was like oh i wonder if uh, you know daniel has books here or i wonder if adam caesar has books here all, all people that's been on the podcast and my wife's yeah. like you have half of those are you gonna you read half of those i'm like i know but i want to collect them but no uh is that because i don't read as many novels as 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 my wife does is that like that felt accomplishing like it felt like i got that page yeah. and a half and then i was like okay now i felt like i accomplished something and it was able to get that point through the book so if someone isn't a big reader yeah i would recommend this book in that sense in the sense that it, it there's like i don't know one of the first books as an adult i read was a book of short stories and and mm-hmm. or short ghost stories and it was like two or three pages per segment and it's like i feel like every time i read that i accomplished something which made me get to the book faster and i was yeah. like i wanted to read the thing and that was cool about it it was probably not intended for that but i'm saying like it's an un, you know, unplanned consequence or, or intention to have that, to have that ability for someone who's not a very good reader to be able to read yeah. the book. In, in a, in a yeah, way. I mean, that, that that wasn't the, you're right, that wasn't like the impetus, but I was fully aware while writing it that that was a sort of fringe benefit of it, mm-hmm. is that, you know, it, there is something exciting about turning pages quickly. Um, and the chapters in this book, like you said, typically range between one and three pages, which mm-hmm. is, I've never written anything like that before. And there's something cool that happens when you have really, really short chapters. I'm talking one paragraph, one sentence, whatever. Uh, The fact that there's so much white space on the page and you just have one sentence gives it a sort of like immediate physical impact. Mm -hmm. I talk about graphic novels. That's a a good, it's almost a thing that uh, ties them together. Like, Normally in a novel, there's there's no graphical impact. Mm-hmm. You're just reading. You're not seeing pictures. You're not seeing panels. But in this case, you are seeing 
I, I was thinking graphically. I was thinking, I know how this is going to look when there's nothing else on the page. It's going to, it's going to be like if you turned a page in a graphic novel and there was just a tiny piece of art in the middle of it or something, it would have this credible impact uh, because of how isolated it is. So in that sense, that element of the book did have some relation to comics and graphic novels. Mm -hmm. Which makes it easier with you having the ability to do both. You had that knowledge in your head, you know, that, that could that could impact that way. It was funny because I was scrolling through the, the advanced reader copy that we got and I was like in the office with some people at, at work and it was just, they were someone joking and they're like, ah, I don't know if I have time right now. A lot of them did read it, which was great. Uh, but then someone joked to like, oh, I'll read those chapters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm like there you go yeah we'll, we'll break the book up in segments we'll meet back and we'll try to figure out what happened and someone's like i'll take the ones that are one sentence long that's my it's my, my it's, it, it is just about <laughs> the shortest book i've ever written it, it looks a little bigger because of all the white space yeah but it's this and another book of mine blood sugar are both really quite short like they're about as short as a novel can get and still be a novel well speaking of being at the bookstore i uh picked up <laughs> Oh wow. French. So and that's that look at the difference in that. And this is not even a good idea of how how much shorter it is, is because yeah. of the fact that you said, like you said, the, the white space in it. And obviously this is the advanced reader copy. The you did only hardcover, right? For the for the uh for the book? Or is there yes, paperback? it's just the paperback will come out like next year or something. Okay. But the beginning is a hardcover. Um yeah, I mean, so you had this idea of making it a whale story about being swallowed by a whale. How does it progress from just that part to having this other, you know, si almost secondary story, the 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 family dynamic, the mourning, all that stuff about losing the father? How did that come about? Yeah, right. So, it, you know, it could have just been a straight survival story mm -hmm. if someone trapped in a whale. Um, I, I I don't even even I start to wonder if that's enough to carry a book, though, because, you know, it's already a short book and that's with all the other stuff involved with it. In a lot of ways, the subject of the book dictated to me, almost told me what kind of characters and relationships uh, I should have. Like I didn't, it could have been anyone. Any, I could mm -hmm. have made that doctor or any kind of person really. Um, but I knew from early conversations with whale experts that only a small person could get swallowed by a whale, particularly because they have their scuba gear on, the scuba mm -hmm. tanks. Uh, so they're just, they're a little bulkier. And so that immediately made me think, well, it's going to be someone who's really slender or maybe just young. Um, and I thought, well, maybe maybe it's a, a teenager because, yeah. you know, a lanky, skinny teenager. Um, and then I started thinking, well, why why would he be what, – what's he in those waters for? Like, why is he – maybe he's – I mean, no, not, you wouldn't just go out on Monastery Beach or so, – and those are like extremely deep – in in some cases dangerous waters it's like well he must be from a family of of, of divers or have uh, maybe a dad who's a diver um and maybe he's looking for hey maybe he's looking for his dad's remains that's why mm -hmm. he's there and and one thing sort of followed from another um and then even the fact that he had to be kind of small i thought well that could be even a part of the relationship like he's he always feels like he's not big enough or manly enough or masculine enough for his dad who now by now in my head i'm starting to think okay so he's a sort of man's man mm -hmm. seafaring uh adventurer type um and this kid isn't uh and so if he's not then that they probably clashed over this and so it's just like it all was quite logical and and it, in its own way i really was trying to gravitate towards simplicity mm -hmm. like the premise itself is so simple um man swallowed by a whale like it doesn't get simpler uh so i wanted i didn't want to overthink the character stuff i wanted it to be something that you could also describe very succinctly very uh efficiently and you would you would understand the stakes like i wanted it just as people being swallowed by whale is something that is, goes way back in lore and in religion there's nothing more elemental than the relationship you have with a parent that's the yeah. first relationship you have so I wanted that also be something that people understood at a gut level and has always been part of hum humanity. And everyone's so to some degree, everyone's going to understand that mm -hmm. just as everyone to some degree is going to understand the stakes of someone being swallowed by the will. 
it, it adds, it adds another whole element to it in that sense of, you know, making the book a little bit more meaty, but like, I love the fact that, and this is something obviously we're not going to spoil the book, but I love the fact that obviously he gets swallowed by a whale. People know that that's not spoiling the book. That's like yeah. the pitch to the book uh, was the fact that he says towards the beginning, you should never go to diving alone. And then because of something bad could happen and that's literally what happens. Something bad happens to him. It was like, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> oh yeah, this is why, this is why you don't have diving. Alone. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's the first of many sort of reckonings <laughs> that the diver who yeah. has that his father has something to give him. I mean, mm -hmm. they're like, they were, when the dad was alive, they were, you know, really at loggerheads, right? Like they, uh, the dad wanted the son to be a certain thing that the son wasn't. And they fought and the dad did some bad things to the son uh, that the son found unforgivable. But once the son is in this terrible situation, which his dad kind of warned him about, as you mm -hmm. said, the only way to get out is to try to remember the things his, his dad told him. Like that's his only hope of getting out of this because his dad did have a lot of knowledge of what of sea life and the ocean that he never wanted to hear. But if he can remember it now, if he can sort of reconcile with his dad now, it's his one hope of getting out of there. Mm -hmm. it, it's funny because this is a more serious thing when you have this guidance from your parents of what to do and what not to do as a kid or a teenager. Uh, you know, I think back on times when my dad was like at 18 years old, I went out and bought a car. Like the first thing I did, but I was like, it was like, I was born in May and like August of the same year. I was like, I'm buying my own car. And quickly did I realize it was a stupid thing because, A, I couldn't afford the best car, and I also couldn't afford the worst car because I ended up not being able to afford it, and it was breaking down. And yeah. things that I look back on, now I have a two-year-old kid, I'm like, I should have listened to my dad in these situations. And like I said, that was just me buying a car. This is like things that could save your life in in the sense of listening to a parent. And, and his dad wasn't perfect. And as we know, we learn in the book, his dad was deaf, far from perfect. But there's small things that even with an un imperfect parent, you have this knowledge you can gain from them and and that's something you learn throughout the book which is which is fun uh you know it's a it's a i hate to say easy read because it's, it sounds like it's a simple read but it's it is i felt like as someone who doesn't read a lot of novels again it felt like a very easy read and some of it is when you do like an author and and, and like what they do it becomes a little bit easier to read and you know how they write and stuff like that is that something you'd say that people who are fans of daniel's books that you'll you'll like this book or is this yeah. something different than other books I mean, it's different. I mean, the latter half of my career has really been about making everything really different. Like mm -hmm. I try, I almost don't write any projects now that aren't yeah. like pretty far out of my comfort zone. Like I want to, I don't want to be this kind of person who writes the same kind of stuff over and over. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I create new issues and new problems so that I'm, you know, I have to write as if it's the first time I'm writing a book. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is different in a lot of ways, but it's it also may become my go-to of, of like when people say, "What's I've never read you before. What should I read?" I think I probably might start saying "Wellfall" because mm -hmm. it is because just the the word count of it. It is a quick read. It's also a book that has a a broader reach than some of my books. Like a lot of my books are, you know, really grueling horror mm -hmm. or, uh, or or have have some element to them that is going to put off some people which is you know i have no problem with that uh but this book despite its you know intensity uh appeals to i think a broader audience so there's a better chance of sort of catching someone with this book um and that's been clear as the book's been rolling out that mm -hmm. you know there are there it's it's hitting a much bigger swath of readers than most of my books do uh, completely understandably so because of, of what the book's about yes exactly yeah i mean I, I, I would say that like what i would say to someone and they're trying to you know who's you know who's this book by and i say daniel and he they'd be like oh yeah living dead and they're like eh. like it's like you know oh you know i would say you know you know rotters or whatever and they'd be like mm -hmm. you know? i then i would say something like shape of water which i think the kind of the connection to the to the movie it doesn't yeah. not help you and, yeah. and and people wanted that book uh but it was like one of those weird things and even for your your graphic novels or, or trade paperbacks or comic books it's still the same thing like i really liked year zero volume zero and and mm -hmm. uh, some people aren't going to connect with that in the same way but this is a book that i think the generic public would be able to, to read it's also i think isn't it, it's one of your you know one of the few books in the past number of years that you've done alone too right because a lot of the stuff you've been doing recently more recently have been with you know 
Guillermo del Toro or with, with George Romero or, you know, Sharon, you know, Mahalan. Yeah, I, I do think, I'm kind of looking at my yeah. books over here, so I'm turning around. <laughs> uh, I mean, Blood yeah. Sugar came out in 2019. That was by yourself, right? I mean, but, but I'm saying that you did have a good number of collaborations in the past few years that have been pretty popular. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably about uh, since, you know, 2020, it's probably mm-hmm. been about uh, 50-50, which is a mm-hmm. lot, you know, because I put mm-hmm. out a lot of books. Uh, I think you'll see that uh, go down sharply. There was a little period there where I was sort of doing a lot of collaborations. Um, and a lot of that is just, again, as I was saying, I'm trying to create yes. new kinds of things and collaborations tend to have that effect. Um, but yeah, it's nice. It's, you know, my, my favorite thing is still, you know, writing, writing by myself. Uh, it's that's is still the greatest challenge and pleasure i think because you 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 have no one else to rely on and that's that's always a cool feeling you know it's kind of like being stuck in a whale alone you know Mm -hmm. no one's gonna help you like you have to figure it all out yourself and i and i've always liked the sort of uh solitude of that like Mm -hmm. you know it, it, it writing a book is in its own way a sort of uh survival situation you know like you're out in the arctic and no one can help you and <laughs> you've <laughs> got to write this all alone and, and that that's cool i've always enjoyed that yeah and it's like well it's the collaboration things help with also reaching a broader audience but also i mean you mm-hmm. you you are a very talented writer on your own so it doesn't you don't need that aspect of it either it's like basically with with whalefall and any of your solo projects too would be like it's you and the editor that you have yeah. basically to help you with things and or you have your research like you said you talk to scientists and things like that they help you with with the knowledge oh, sure. to write the book um but it's not like they're actually physically writing pages or or, or scripts or anything like that for you yeah uh, which is nice but uh you know, it, it, yeah and i think that that's one thing that like i said this book sets is different than other ones in that sense it's going to reach a broader audience and the collaboration part of it we can just jump right into that too is you are reaching a broader audience you are going you know big tour dates across the country mm-hmm. doing a bunch of different stuff here uh reaching different things uh we had talked it was kind of funny i like to tell this story so back when you were on originally um you, we talked obviously graphic novels trade paperbacks comics mostly a little bit of the living dead and stuff like that but we after we finished like, a couple days later i don't know a week later you emailed me Mm-hmm. Uh, an email and, and the t- the title was just like i think it was just a whale fall like slash beer or something like that and and in that all i basically was i was like in the passenger seat of my car i read it i read the email and all i could went through was we talked about getting an advanced reader copy of whale fall so we could review it and talk about it and then we also had, i talked about i worked at a brewery and you're like well maybe i could send some beer out and so that's all i got in my head was that those yeah. two things and then in the email was like would you like to do a beer with your brewery uh, or in a brewing company and i was like oh Absolutely. I immediately crafted an email to the ownership group and everything. We all talked about it and so on and so forth. And we got it done. And I think that's the thing that the collaboration aspect of it, collaboration outside of writing the book, the collaboration of this. And you are very collaborative on your tour too. I see you're like having other writers coming to some dates and stuff like that. We've actually had Stephen Graham Jones on the podcast. You will be Mm -hmm. with Stephen uh, in Colorado. Adam Caesar has been on the podcast as well. You'll be meeting up with Adam in in Pennsylvania. uh, And those are kind of just two people off the top of my head. But the collaboration was, I've got the can in front of me. Look at this. Anyways, watching that. So this is the Whale Fall uh, beer uh, that will be coming out uh, in uh, August 4th. This episode will release August 2nd. So there's that two-day leeway period on that, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, While I was talking about this, who did the artwork for it? Do you have the the name on that, or is that something that your publisher put together, or you gonna have to pull um, it out before I make you? I just want to get, get it right. In the very beginning of the book, I want to make sure I have his name right. Yeah, I do. It's Will Stahl is the okay. artist, um, and it's it's great, and it looks it's great so on your hand. And I really yeah, thought awesome. it would. Like, there's something. There's something almost a little metallic looking about the yeah. art yeah. that I thought would really look good on a can, and I'll be darned, it does. It came out uh, really well, and and the beers. So we were, as we were recording this, the beer is fermenting right now, so it's actually in the process of being made. Uh, I'll actually go into cans uh, when we air this. It would go into cans the day before this airs, 
uh, at our packaging facility. And uh, we're excited for that. So we'll have some pictures and some photos and some stuff of that being actually put into cans, some of that, <clears throat> which will be nice. Uh, but it's cool. And I, I was mentioning before we started recording, uh, the brewmaster, Asa, uh, he said he's really excited for the beer to actually come out. He's stoked for it. And, and he's excited to uh, to eventually meet you when you come up. But uh, Cryo Hops and Phantasm YCH303, again, Daniel and I, yeah, we're for a brewing. We're both like, yeah, that's cool. I don't know what that is, but cool. <laughs> it's some sort of experimental thing that uh, Yakima Chief Hops uh, was able to hook us up with when we made this beer, which is pretty cool. So it's not only a cool collaboration with Whalefall and Orono Brewing Company, but also the fact that it's got this cool Yakima Chief uh, stuff that not very many people are using in it. So it also sets it apart in that sense. But the collaboration part of it is you're meeting a whole other segment, potentially, of people who may not have known who you are as an author or this book alone in general, which is kind of cool. So uh, not only will the book be on the shelves, you know, in bookstores around the world uh, in the country, but it will be in beer stores in the sense yeah. that someone will go, what is this? And actually says on there, make sure you grab it at bookstores everywhere because, you know, a couple of days after this beer releases, the book will be out. But um, yeah, it's uh, so that's cool. pretty exciting. Yeah. It's, it's so neat. It's just something I've always been interested in is like expanding sort of outward into areas that books aren't normally mm -hmm. associated with and uh it's you know it's got such a strong work of art that even if someone didn't know it fails to read the can and doesn't realize mm -hmm. it's a book it still just looks like a cool beer design um i i i love that kind of stuff um mm -hmm. you know it as you know i've done one other thing kind of like it with a, a coffee yeah. roaster for the living dead and that was, again, just a kind of a weird idea I had that, you know, you're surrounded by people, you know, if you're, especially if you're living in a, you know, bigger town or city, mm -hmm. you're, you're surrounded by creative people. Um, and, but you tend to stay in your lane a little mm -hmm. bit. Like, you know, if you're a writer, you tend to work with other writers or talk to other writers but but the creativity is everywhere. It's in mm -hmm. the people who are working at the brewery and the people who are working at the coffee restroom. Uh, there's opportunities to cross over, um, mm -hmm. and that to me is exciting. I love I love knowing artistic people, and even more so when it's not related to writing. Like I just, yeah. it's just cool to know people who are doing interesting things, and. To, to be able to work with them in these strange little projects like this one is just, it's just fun, mm -hmm. you know, like, and, and if it works out mutually beneficially, that's, that's awesome. And if it doesn't, well, it was still fun. Yeah. And, and one of the things that we always go into it in the aspect of making a beer, uh, you know, and I don't want to pat ourselves on the back, but our brewery is at capacity. So there's two things on this. One, uh, we don't do this often with people because of the fact that it's we are such at capacity that we could just make our regular beer that we sell normally and, and it wouldn't cost us anything. We don't need labels, no nothing. It's just literally sell it out the door and you're fine. Uh, the second thing is, is that because we sell our beer so fast and, and so quickly, it, it is this beer will sell no matter what, like right. no matter the artwork and the name and the idea of it being in Maine, this beer is going to fly off the shelf. The additional aspect of it is, is if we can help promote another artist and creator in that sense as well, as well as help promote ourselves in this, in this whole option, having it be shared on social media and stuff like that. It's just an additional bonus on this. So the collaboration legitimately is a collaboration. When you see collaborations through brewery versus with breweries, you see a lot of times like a brewery will do one with each other. It's like the host brewery uh, will like make the beer and then they'll have like a brewery, the other brewery, like be like, oh, we should put this hops in it or we should make it this ABV or whatever. But it's like the collaboration is usually just someone's name on the can. There's not a lot of actual like right. behind the scenes stuff going on it. So as much as a collaboration in that sense, this is like, you know, it's a book with a with a beer and it's kind of cool. And I can just picture someone here in Maine sitting on a, uh, you know, on their camp on a boat read, reading whale fall uh, hopefully a boat on a lake so you're not getting like freaked out that a whale's gonna right. swallow you but on uh, a boat on a lake with a beer and and, and responsibly reading their book and, and enjoying time within having the beer label and the book look the same is, is really cool because we could have done it call it whale fall and uses different artwork or whatever but it wouldn't have been as cohesive of a collaboration as it would have been in this sense too and that's which is pretty cool we're really excited of that in that sense and and for it to be on shelves and, and to be out there and that 
we are actually going to be putting, we're going to get through some so that you can bring them to your yeah. stops along the way too and just show off uh, this cool collaboration in that sense. And and with this, when I was, so a couple of two weeks ago, I was recording, I'm not going to say the creator right now because I don't want to spill the beans on it, but I was about to record with a creator or two creators and one of the two creators uh, uh, fell asleep and actually missed the recording. Uh -huh. And so we, we, we postponed it. So we're actually going to do it next Monday night. And they uh, were talking as we we're talking. And I was explaining that we we're doing this collaboration with you. And they were like, oh, my gosh, I want to do one. So like, this might start a whole new thing for us now where we just start doing with comic book people, books, you know, every book that Daniel comes out with now, we'll have a we'll have a beer to go along with it. No. I mean, it's 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 the coolest. It's a it's an interesting idea. And it's um, yeah. It's certainly it makes sense. untrodden ground. It makes sense with the whale. We talked about that, and that's one of the things. It was like, yeah, literally, we have whale watch companies on the on the coast of Maine that do this. Uh, oh yeah, them. I mean that. Yeah. That's why I sought out you guys. Like, yeah. you know, we have brewers here in Chicago, yeah. but we don't have whales. Yeah. Um, and I thought it'd be ideal to do with somebody on a coast that actually mm -hmm. had whales. You know, they actually have whales. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I I really look forward to being at an event and talking about the book while having a can of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I want to say uh, uh, that uh, is a half acre near you, half acre brewing mm -hmm. I don't know. I think they're out that that area. Uh, but uh, Ryan Brown of Curse Words and, and 8 Billion Genies has done a collaboration with breweries oh, cool. out there too. I think called God Hates Beer or something like that or his God Hates Astronauts comic book or whatever. But it was like one of those things. It's not an uncommon thing. Uh, we are, I'm a big Run the Jewels fan, which is a, a rap group, if anybody else doesn't know that. Uh, they do a bunch of collaborations with breweries all over the country uh, and doing beer collaborations. So it's a, art and beer go a lot together. And this 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 does seem like a great collaboration. We're excited for that. And speaking of that, we'll have the beer released, like I said, around the first weekend of August, and then it'll be available throughout the entire month of August. And, uh, you know, and you're making a trip up here to Maine uh, to sign some autographs, read some books and 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 meet your meet your fans here, as well as have uh, a couple of beers with us on that, you know, last weekend in August to August 26th, I believe this is the date, 25th, 26th, 27th. So we're excited for that. But you're you're touring. Before you get to that, you're oh, touring yes. up here. You're going to some conventions. You're going so. How many yeah. dates do you have total? Do you think on that on that calendar roughly? I think, I think um, and you know, just just like today, it grew by two. But I I want to say twenty six events, maybe like, and the 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 first two weeks are the intense weeks. That's like mm -hmm. where I'm traveling every single day for two weeks. That's that's the the main proper tour. Uh, but then it doesn't really let up all that much. Then there's mm -hmm. a whole bunch of other, especially in August and September, um, a lot of more events, but they're more like, I go away, come back, go away, come back. It's not just constantly mm -hmm. on the road. Um, but yeah, I'll be all over. And that will kind of extend a little bit too. Like there's some really, there's really cool events coming in the spring. So that's quite a bit after the book is out. And but I'm just telling you that what we have coming in the spring is really, really cool. But it for, for various reasons we couldn't do it mm -hmm. in the fall. So there's, cool. there's the events are gonna kind of keep on until the next year. And, and with the book, and this is so I do mostly do mostly comic books and graphic novels and trades here in, 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 at the podcast, but like with a book, what is the longevity? Like how much I know this book is gonna be sold forever because obviously I just bought your book at the store the other day. So like your books are on the shelf. They live evergreen. They're there forever. It's not until things slow down, they don't sell as much and people, you know, stop buying them or whatever. But mm -hmm. what is the ideal thing with the whale fall? Like how long will you be pitching whale fall and, and trying to promote whale fall? Well, I mean, a lot of times I, I don't pitch much at all for mm -hmm. books. Um, just because I'm so busy writing them. I don't, yeah. I don't carve out uh, a ton of time to promote them. And one could argue that's, the wrong <laughs> way to go about it like i sort of made a decision early in my career that uh because i had you know i was working full-time and just didn't have a lot of extra time that i was going to concentrate on writing and not promotion um there's been two exceptions to that uh one was the living dead um because Romero, george Romero was my favorite artist of all time and i felt not only was i super excited to be talking about someone else other than myself <laughs> this person that i really liked and i felt also you know a responsibility towards the romero estate um and then all those we had we actually had a pretty big tour for that too and then covid sort of canceled all and then the second is this just this book because i just love it so much 
um i just this book it just means a lot to me i just mm -hmm. feel like it's like once or twice in a career you have a book that just comes out better than you expected like you have this like hope of certain things coming together and sometimes they do and sometimes they don't and then every once in a while it surpasses what you had hoped um and that's a kind of magic you can't control it's just something that happens and it doesn't mean the public is even going to agree with me yes um, that it but for me this it, this is one that really just everything worked to my satisfaction so that's a long winded way of saying uh sometimes my promotional period is two weeks yeah uh in this case um it's going to be several months mm -hmm. Um, and then once the paperback comes out, which I imagine would be late 2024, there might be another sort of uh, smaller round mm -hmm. of publicity. And there is an audiobook. Is it already recorded and everything? Is that? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that comes out, I believe, simultaneously. Simultaneously. That's hardcover. So, and typically, I am a, an audiobook kind of person too. But when it's one of those things and you get a chance to read a book before it comes out, a lot of times the audiobook isn't ready yet or not finished, quote unquote, until towards the end of that. Of that you know, pre-promotion period. And, and so uh, I was nice to be able to read that. I was at my camp uh, and I was able to sit down and read it and relax <clears throat> and enjoy it. But uh, obviously you're writing, you never write, stop writing really. I mean, I'm obviously you're working on projects right now, but some of them you can't talk about, but you do have scream for the camera coming out too. Is that correct? Yes. In October, so I'm doing right? this, this middle grade series, one of my mm -hmm. collaborative, collaborative efforts with a writer named Lisey Harrison. And it's sort of, um, it's a five book series for uh, like middle grade readers. Mm -hmm. So we're talking, fifth grade sixth grade seventh grade sort of in that that realm uh and it's sort of slice of life but also horror and mm -hmm. then there's like there's a, a really cool horror story in the middle of every book so yeah that comes out in october um and that's it for this year and then next okay. year we'll have another one of those and one or two other things that mm -hmm. i can't quite talk about yet and I'm, I'm guessing again, it's a comic book fan too. Are you? I mean, you're still gonna be have your toes in comic book world too, as well. Is yeah, that true? yeah. I've got, I've got one that's just being released as an original graphic novel. Okay. Um, so it's not comics first. That one, my part is finished in that, but it's still being drawn. Okay. Um, so I'm not exactly sure when that's coming out. Yeah, it'll depend on how quickly the art comes together. And uh, is double feature or nightfall double feature still coming out? I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It. So yeah, there's yeah. nightfall double feature from Vault. So that um, will the trade paperback for that. That's a great point. Um, I don't think I know the exact date on that yet. Uh, I don't know if it's late this year or early next year, but um, they might know by now. So I should mm. I should ask. <laughs> Uh, let me just see if they have it on. It's funny uh, you say trade paperback. That's gonna be one thick of a trade paperback. Those are not short comic books. No, but I but I believe <laughs> but I believe they're being separated out for trade okay. paperback. So double feature, you know, just to yeah. people listening, is two different comics in one. Uh, and they're they're only four issues, but they're long issues. It's like the equivalent of six issues, really. Mm. Uh, but for the paperbacks, I'm relatively certain they're being split. Okay, that makes sense that makes sense a lot yeah uh but you know but like the focus right now obviously is on whale fall uh we are a couple weeks away as of recording this from the actual release of the book and uh you know when this releases it'll be roughly about a week uh, a little less than a week then the book actually hits shelves at your local bookstores and bookstores everywhere is it i mean it's basically you know wide release here um last real technical question i guess i have about the book how does it end up at something like mtv mtv books and so on how does how did that part come about um yes so uh mtv books is an imprint of simon and schuster yes um and they there, there used to be an mtv books a while like years ago and they did a bunch of stuff and they, they i think they tended to be kind of teen focused um kind of edgy there was there were some of them I think that sort of had touched upon music. I think Perks of Being a Wallflower that was, originally was an MTV okay. book, um, and at some point they stopped publishing. And then, as of last year, uh, it became an imprint again. They, they restarted it, um, and as Wellfall kind of proves, uh, they're they 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 really are just they can they can publish anything. Mm -hmm. uh, they may be called MTV books, but they're not, you know wellfall clearly has no, yes there's no music or television in it yes. uh but but an editor uh, my favorite editor who i worked with on uh, a bunch of books um became the the editor-in-chief over at mtv books 
Okay. So I followed him over there and, um, yeah, so it's, you know, it's a, it's a publisher like any other big publisher, mm-hmm. um, just happens to be called MTV books. books. Yeah. Which is fine with us. Cause it was one of those things we discussed in, in, internally at the brewery at Orno Brewing Company was the fun thing that like, we have this like nineties vibe esque thing on some of our cans. Uh-huh. Like our number one selling beer is called tubular IPA and it looks like saved by the bell on uh-huh. the can. Yeah. And so it's one of those things that like to us, it was like, not only was it cool to partner with you and do the whale fall thing, but also have like the MTV books to be a part of sure. it. It was like the MTV logo being on something just like made it us like, it was like a dream come true from being a, you know, a teenager huh. watching actual music videos to see that lo- logo on there. So it might actually sell more, some books to some people who are like, Hmm, I don't know what this is and, and pick yeah, it right. up because it has a logo on it. But, uh, but otherwise, obviously, yes, it's, it's an imprint of Simon and Schuster, which is a book publisher that a lot of people know. <laughs> they know that they make books. <laughs> That's not unusual. Um, but yeah. And so August 8th, whale fall hits shelves. You must be, I mean, you're getting right down to it. You must be really excited for people to actually like outside the, the media and the people who are reviewing the book. It must be exciting for people to actually get the books in their hands. You must be excited. I'm excited. I'm, I'm nervous uh, to, uh, I just don't usually travel this much. Mm-hmm. I've never in my life traveled in such a way that I'm going city to city. Um, that doesn't sound, oh, I'm excited for all the events. Um, the, yes. That kind of travel sounds hard. Uh, it's like just physically hard. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little nervous about the, the physical toll of it, but, um, but yeah, I'm real excited about actually being at the places. <laughs> yes. But yeah, it's one of those things that, yeah, I'm not a big, I like when I get to some places and I'm actually there and I'm, I'm actually in the thick of things and doing something, I'm like, okay, this is fun. But the yeah. mental capacity to to actually get to that place, it's almost like, well, I can't they just invent time travel or like, uh-huh. like you know, or like not time travel, but like, uh, you know, it's just, I can't think of the word, uh, uh, teleporting, teleporting. Yeah. So you just get there, you do the thing and you come home and sleep in your own bed. Like in between yeah. events, you can go back and forth. Like you get there the night before you check it. Okay, cool. We're good. You go home You come back the next day and do the thing you need to do and so on. That would be great. But I, obviously that's I, think not I, true. I think I'd be willing to be a test subject for teleportation. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'll take the uh, risk. I just can't. Like you mentioned that. Like I've listened to some podcasts where people are like, Oh, I was here this weekend. I was here this weekend. I'm doing this. And like, and they're like, Oh yeah, I flew to see my mom and all that. So I'm like, I can't imagine just always being on a plane. That does not sound fun yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, but, a, it's a bit easier you know, like you're in Maine, so it's like that would be even more difficult. If you're in Chicago, which is a major hub, and it's also in the center of the country, so a little yeah. bit easier to, to to bounce around. And and you're going from most of the time, it's going from Chicago to places too. So it's like you're it, it, you're have the ability to just like hop, skip, well, and jump to these places. Well, and once I'm on the tour, it's it's point to point. So yeah, okay, I'm going to Chicago to Cleveland to St. Louis to Austin to Houston to LA. You know, so it's. It, I don't really, I'm gone from Chicago for a couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah. So, but still, it's still not that I say, yeah, you mentioned a good point. It's like, it's not like you're flying to Hawaii or anything like that either, which is a, yes, which is true. a long trip. Yeah. A big, part of, like a big part of planning a tour is just making it geographically make mm-hmm. sense. Like you're not crisscrossing the entire continental USA every day. Get those ma- air miles up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so Whale Fall hits August 8th uh, at bookstores everywhere. Um, we've always talked, check out your local bookstore to see if they have it, if they can get it, because that's always helpful. But like, let's be honest, and I've always said this, is buy it where you can buy it. It's still, I mean, with more people buy the book, more the publisher like Simon & Schuster, MTV Books, sees that Daniel's work is actually worth you know investing in and, and paying him for. And so buy it anywhere, but just support local if you can. But like, if you can't or you don't know and want easiness of having it mailed to you, buy it online. Great. Uh, and, and do that. So, and then check out, you know, your Instagram and your Facebook page uh, is your, I mean, so your Instagram, your Twitter is your, um, website, have your tour dates on it right now? Or are you working on yeah. that? Or Yeah, okay. it does. So if you go okay. to, if you click on the whale fall cover on my okay. website, it'll show you, uh, there's a link for the tour. Um, and, and regardless of where you buy the book, um, there's a website that you can probably find on my socials. Maybe I'll add it to my whale fall page on my website. Mm. Uh, if you pre-order the book, and that's you know all the way up to August seventh, mm-hmm. uh, you can go to this certain Simon and Schuster website and put in your details, and you'll get a signed book plate and a signed bookmark. Uh, so every pre-order can be signed. You you just have to take thirty seconds to fill out this form. 
Yes, exactly. Uh, you know, I I did it, and I'm gonna meet. I'm gonna see you at the end of the month, and I still did it because right. I was like, I wonder how right. this works. I don't understand how this works because because I did pre-order it and, and get it as well, even though I was gonna get a like grab a copy on locally as well. So, um, but yeah, I'm excited for for other people to read it. Uh, I was uh, luckily enough that I was done with it, and I was you know pushed it over to my wife so that she mm. could read it, so that we could actually I could talk to someone about. It. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I can't, I don't want to give this out to everybody, obviously, because I want to keep it, uh, you know, tight knit and so people can go out and buy it and I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But I was like, I need to talk to someone about this. And so she's yeah. a super fast reader. And so I was like, here, read this so we can talk. <laughs> and she was excited and she loved it as well. So she's out there promoting it as well for you oh, uh, out there too. So, and then, uh, yeah, so August 8th is, is Whale Fall at bookstores. Uh, like I said, I think the tentative, the real tentative date, but I'm pretty sure the date is August 4th uh, for the beer release in Maine. Sorry for anybody who lives outside. We are going to potentially work on something to potentially figure out a way to do it, but I don't know if shipping laws don't work very well in Maine for shipping beer. So mm, uh, it'll gotcha. be in Maine for those people who want it. Uh, depending on where you live, we might be able to figure out a thing uh, to get it to you. Uh, and you can just email me, justin at ornobrewing.com if you have a question about how to get it. In, in, in locally uh, at some point we'll, we'll, we'll get you we're obviously going to get you some and then you'll have some when you're up here trying it as well so right. but also you have um a bunch of other stuff out there so grab any of your books your website danielkraus.com has all of them out there uh that are out there but i, I personally recommend graphic novels or trade paperbacks of trojan year zero volume zero is really good the autonomal uh, all those are great so check all those out as well uh and like i said if you want to if you want to read trojan along with my local comic book stop uh galactic comics and collectibles if you want to read trojan along with us in the month of august hit it up and we'll get you a copy of that as well uh it's pretty cheap awa first first uh first trades i think they're like 9.99 or something like that so they're not super expensive <laughs> which is nice um but yeah i'm i'm excited to 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 have other people read the book i'm excited to drink a beer and enjoy mm -hmm. the collaboration beer on that. And I'm excited to see all the great people out there reading the book. I, I truly think people will really like this book as much as I did. So I'm, I'm you know, congratulations, Daniel, on, on a, a well-written book. <laughs> Thank you. And it's been great working with you. The whole I'm excited for, for the future of this. And so, uh, yeah, but yeah, danielkraus.com is where people need to go. That's all you need to know, right? That's it. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to talk whale fall and all, all the other stuff. And, and, and I'm glad things are well and i'm hoping we get you back on in the future with the next project okay yeah you got it thank you